The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Hello, everybody. You might be listening live on 1150 AM KKNW. You might be watching live on Facebook Live on my professional page or on Transformation Talk Radio's page. You might be listening after the fact of one of the dozens of podcasts this ends up. Uh, But whenever you're joining us from, wherever you're joining us from, it's going to be a really interesting conversation. And all I'm going to say at this point is, what if something you've been taught since you were a little child isn't right? It's, this is kind of a, a shocking thing. And I, and I have to tell you, you know, I've been talking to my associate producer, Kyle, and I said, you know, after almost nine years of doing this show, um, I, I'm getting a little tired of the same old, same old. We have wonderful conversations about consciousness, about healing, and it's time to kind of venture into some things that are a little bit more controversial. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is something that is controversial, but perhaps it shouldn't be. Uh, but before I get into that, I want to say hello to the people behind the technology. Benny at, at KKNW. Good morning, Benny. Hi, Christine. How are you today? I'm doing well, Good. thank you. Yeah. Um, very, very busy. I'm, I've been filming, um, filming various interviews with the um, Nautilus Book Award Author Spotlight Series. I'm the host this year, oh. the 2021, and we've got more than a dozen authors I'm doing interviews with. And I'm also recording for the Academy of Divine Knowledge. I've got three things that are going to go up there, two different classes, plus the censored interview that got kicked off of YouTube and that that KKNW got penalized by YouTube for a week (laughs) because we, you know, we talked about something scientific, well-documented, but not the mainstream narrative. So um, Olivia at TTR, hello. Hello, hello. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Can you please put up the, uh, the link to the Academy of Divine Knowledge? Sure thing. For people who want to learn more. Yeah. And it's going to launch on June 11th, my, my series. And there's a whole lot of other amazing, amazing uh, truth seekers, truth sayers, people who are delving into spirituality, UFOs, um, health and well-being. It, it's, it's a great, great set of conversations, deep dives into some things that are uncensored. So please check that out. I'm really excited about my guest today. Oh my goodness. We are going to be delving in to something that most people will just say, that's ridiculous. But I tell you, even though I haven't done a really deep dive into this, I've begun to look into it and I've learned, gosh, I've learned over the last year and a half, well, actually over the last couple of decades, when I went into alternative healing, I knew that the mainstream narrative about healing and health was a bit askew. It was, it was very myopic. It was 
pharmaceutical based. It was it was a very narrow perspective on it. And, you know, I've been sort of bucking against that system for decades. And over the last year, year and a half, I've been asking some questions. And the answers I've been getting have, have helped me to understand that what we have learned and, and what we're being shown may not be true. And we're going to be talking about that today. David Weiss is our guest today. He is a businessman who walked away from his very own successful company to pursue what he calls spreading the truth about our world. He is the host of the Flat Earth podcast and creator of the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. He has the amazing ability to take anyone from ridiculing the idea, and there are going to be lots of ridiculers out there, of a flat earth to the mind-blowing understanding that we don't live on a spinning, wobbling, and, and rocketing water ball in an infinite vacuum. He also shows why this topic is the most important topic of our troubled times, which, oh, I'm so excited. I'd like to welcome our guest today, David Weiss. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. Um, I'm looking forward to the conversation. And there's so many things that you said I want to comment on. Like, you know, people are going to be triggered. I was triggered. You know, I was doing a, a conspiracy podcast on, on deceptions of the world, you know, stuff that I don't even like calling conspiracies that were true deceptions. And people started sending me flatter stuff. This is six years ago. And uh -huh. uh, like any smart person, I would delete those messages. And then if they kept it up, I'd ban them for life from our social media for being so stupid as to even asking me to look. But then mm. after a while, I was forced to look and I went in with a closed mind, unlike you with an open mind. I went in to disprove flat earth and prove the globe. And uh -huh. that's how you become a flat earther, because okay. the idea of where we live, people don't even understand what they believe. I mean, the heliocentric model, I call it the helio nonsensical model, because once you understand what it is, you'd be like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. So here we are, and we'll get into why this message matters, because this is how it goes. People go, what about boats over the horizon? What about sunsets? What about seasons? What about sure. uh, Aristophanes with the six and shadows? Um, you know, what about GPS? They, they throw all these things out. Then as I take those apart one by one and show you how you have a misunderstanding of what they are, they throw up their hands. They go, well, what difference does it make? I still have to go to work tomorrow. Okay. Mm. And that's because you are, you have been mind controlled into not seeing why it matters. And the, the why it matters is the most important thing ever. And we're going to get to that, but I want to talk a little bit more about your awakening, because I think that um, our belief systems are so ingrained in us. And so many times when we're faced with information, you know, we've got those blinders on and we end up with cognitive dissonance. I think it takes quite a bit to wake some people up to something that is proven in a variety of ways to be true. Um, but you went through the same cognitive dissonance and you got to the other side. What happened? Well, when, you know, the cognitive dissonance is, is so strong because the mind programming um, is starts before we can even talk as a baby. Um, we're listening to, we're watching Sesame street, you know, the parents parked us in front of that. There's astronauts on Sesame street. It's all globe programming. Um, everything, all these children's books are all about the globe and space. And as we unwind this, you'll find out that that's all about mind control. It's about controlling who we are under the understanding of who we truly are. So, um, so what happened for me was I, what, what exactly was your question again? I, I kind of drifted sideways about, on that. about your own, your own transformation from yeah. 
believing that the the world is round yeah. to becoming a flat earther because that's a yeah. huge chasm to cross huge huge so what happened was another researcher who i respect very much um i was we were talking about some of the deceptions in the world and she goes oh david it's worse i said there's so much deception you know we're watching something on the news and she goes oh david it's worse than that i think the earth might be flat and i'm like not you too sophia <laughs> and she sent me a she goes watch these videos and she sent me a couple videos one of them was mark Sargent's clues called flat earth clues he was having the same issue where he was presented with flat earth and he looked into it and he's like okay maybe i'm just not smart enough and he made a short a series of short videos asking questions like how is this possible and he expected a you know some phd some scientist some some professor to get back you know reply back well listen stupid this is how it's done and nobody got back right and he put out more and more clues i think 13 or 18 of them or something like that and i watched that and then i watched another video by eric dubay called called 200 proofs that the earth is not a spinning ball and uh so then i said okay wait a minute um, I need to verify this myself. So I went out and I bought a thousand dollar camera, super zoom uh, camera. At the time, it was the Nikon P900. And uh, I said, okay, if the earth is a globe, there's a certain amount of curvature <clears throat> and over a certain amount of distance, things should drop behind the curvature. So I looked up the globe math and uh, it was very clear um, for the first couple hundred miles, a formula of eight inches per mile squared is the accepted formula in the globe world. Right? Okay, so let's just talk about a, a little bit about what that formula is measuring. Just yeah, so, so give us so a visual of that. Yeah, so so if you're on a on a on a ball, you're on the top of a ball, as you move out on a tangent line, the earth is dropping away. In the first mile, it's eight inches. And then you go farther the second mile isn't eight inches again because it's sloping farther. You have to square the miles, and that actually does describe a ball for the first quarter of the ball. Okay, but we're only talking a couple hundred miles. We're not even talking a fraction of that. So, okay. so at ten miles, there should be sixty-six feet of curvature according to Globe Math. Now there are some baseless trolls out there that go, "No, no, you have to split the difference between the the, the difference, and it's only half that amount." Okay, they're wrong. Everyone knows they're wrong but I'll even go with that. I wanna give the globe every favor possible. So at 10 miles, something should be 66 feet. We'll cut that in half. I'll say 33 feet below the horizon. Uh -huh. So I went down to the beach where I know there's a buoy 11 miles away, okay? okay. I sat down at the water's edge uh, early in the morning. It was calm and uh, I zoomed in. Not only could I see the entire buoy, I could see the surface of the water for dozens of miles beyond it where there should be hundreds of feet of curvature. Okay? I, I wasn't looking at a mirage because then you'd have to believe that all of the water sloping away is miraging up to right to eye level. You know, uh -huh. that, that's nonsense. It, it, it's it's total nonsense. So that was the first thing that really got me looking. OK, so is it is it possible that um, there is some curvature to this or or? is your perspective that it's absolutely flat it's well when we say flat you know there's hills and valleys you know sure. um and they're, they're the deepest trench in the ocean is six miles and uh, the deepest hole ever dug is short of eight miles it's in russia the great borehole and uh they couldn't get any deeper than that the mountains you know we have the highest mountains in the world whether they twenty nine thousand feet or something like that so it, there's hills and valleys but we live in what i call the antarctic basin so the, you know, people, when people think of flat earth, they, they laugh at it. And I would laugh at it too, if that's uh -huh. what we thought, but we don't believe that the earth is a uh, disc 
floating in space. You know, that's what um, that's what the Flat Earth Society wants you to believe. If you Google Flat Earth, you end up at the Flat Earth Society and they show you pictures of um, a disc floating in space, you know, with a dome over it or, or um, you know, uh, just, just ridiculous stuff. This is not what Flat Earth is. OK, um, you know, we're not a we're not a planet, a, a pancake planet float flying around with a bunch of um, glow planets or even a bunch of flat planets. OK, uh, nobody believes that, you know, you Google, you'll get a picture of a pancake Earth. You know, why don't people fall off the edge? You know, uh -huh. um, that's not what Earth is. So what Earth is, is the world's oceans are like a giant lake, a pond. OK, large okay. bodies of water at rest lay flat and water needs a container. If you had a bathtub and you are filled with water and you snapped your fingers and the bathtub disappeared, what happens to the water? If you had a lake and the sides of the lake disappeared, what happens to the water? Water needs a container. Well, our container of the world pond is Antarctica. Antarctica is the highest land on earth, they tell us, okay? All of the water, all of the islands, all of the continents are surrounded by water, but the container for the water is Antarctica. Okay. So and in terms of the, the water staying put in, in the, the, the globe theory, it all relates to, you know, the spinning and the gravity and this and that. But you're saying that if, if the horizon is flat, going out miles and miles and doesn't take that curvature that, you know, you were mentioning, and I, I haven't checked the math. I was a former math major. Yeah, so it's, sure. it's like, but I, you know, but I, I, I trust that there's that math out there and that's a dis the disagreement. Maybe it's, you know, half that, that, that it was completely flat out. Then it does mean that, you know, th there is something wrong with the global model. And if it is flat, then yes, there's got to be some sort of container for the water. Yeah. That makes so, sense. Yeah. And, and the whole, you know, we can get into gravity and all of these, all of these, all of these other things. The, the other thing is the way our eyes work, right? Wait, so first, getting back to Antarctica, Antarctica could very well be bigger than all of the oceans and all of the continents combined. It could go on forever and ever. Or maybe that Antarctica is only a ring, you know, a couple thousand miles wide, mm -hmm. and beyond it is extra territory, extra terra, right, uh -huh. in the outer space. So right. somebody lived out here, came to visit us, you know. They uh, abducted you, probed you, and then went back. They could go home for dinner, right? They they come <laughs> and go, and they 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 would be an extraterrestrial from outer space, right? Okay, that so, makes so a lot I just, more. I I want to take a, a step back. I'm looking at the image. It's a great image that you've got there, and so if you think in terms of Antarctica being at the bottom of the globe, if you you take it out like that and and make it flat, and if it's the highest land on Earth, then it would look exactly like the diagram you've got there. Right. So that would be sort of the, it, the, the container. And yeah, it makes sense. It's like, yeah, what the heck might be beyond that? Right. That would be in the outer space. There could be extra land. There could just be just this one pond. But think of the earth as a big, flat, frozen plain. And then we live in this puddle where our sun has melted out the puddle. Right. The edge of the puddle is the Antarctic ice wall. It's really the Antarctic ice shoreline. If you go to the edge uh -huh. of a lake, you don't fall off the lake. You climb off your boat and you could walk, you know, if uh -huh. the lake is in Kansas, who knows what's beyond Kansas, you know? So that's just a smaller, smaller scale. So the, the sun circles around and it oscillates in between a bigger circle, which is the Tropic of Capricorn and a smaller circle, which is the Tropic of Cancer and everything in between we call the tropics because that's where the sun always is. So mm -hmm. it can melt out as far, you know, Antarctica is as far as it can melt. Right. 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 And and so that's where we live. 
So, you know, I've, I was recently watching a wonderful video um, by, by Dr. David Martin, who's been on the show before. And he, it's a very philosophical thing about life and economics and stuff, but it's, it's filmed down in Antarctica. And it's, you know, I, I haven't looked at a whole lot of images of Antarctica, but it's like these, this, you know, water with ice and these mountains all around. Yeah. So haven't people gotten out of boats and gone exploring beyond the mountains? So the, the, the issue is, Antarctica is truly off limits. All independent um, exploration of Antarctica is forbidden and not allowed. Um, you're not allowed to take even fuel beyond 60 degrees south, which is this pink line here. So there, the, the, if you want to go to Antarctica, you can spend ten dollars to $50,000 to go for a couple of days. They'll uh -huh. take you to this little peninsula here, which is huge. It's bigger than some countries. And they will show you some penguins and some icebergs. And uh -huh. they will bring you out a little ways. I'm going to tell you that this is the ceremonial South Pole. Ceremonial South Pole. Why are they calling it that? Um, and you can't verify where you are because compasses don't work. And neither does GPS. And then they kick you out. Nobody is allowed to explore the outer lands. Here's so, how. So who, who's in agreement? Let's, nobody is allowed. It, are we talking about just certain nations or are all countries in agreement about that? Yeah. So so they discovered the ice wall in 1960, 1946, and they started uh, exploring out there. Then they uh, discovered um, they had a, a they discovered the, the dome, which is in the outer lands of Antarctica. Um, and that was called Project um, Deep Freeze. So then they created NASA in 1958. And then in 1959, why everyone's killing each other and they're fighting over resources in this world, um, a dozen or so nations signed the treaty, said no one can explore Antarctica. This is right after Admiral Byrd had explored Antarctica and did a, a he went on um, a early time, early television news show. And he said, there's more land beyond the poles, bigger than America, filled with resources that no human has ever set eyes upon. Okay. Oh, wow. And then he, yeah. And then he was silenced. He later, shortly after that, died. He was a young, a young man. And, um, and then since then, almost every country in the world has signed this treaty. And this treaty can't even be questioned until the year 2041. Um, a decade or so ago, I'm not sure the exact time frame, there was a guy, an explorer, tons of money, big, big ship. Uh, he got permission from his country to go explore Antarctica. When he crossed that 60 degree south parallel, he was intercepted with, with uh, U.S. warships. They threatened to sink him. They turned him around. They sent him home. And when he got home, he was jailed, even though he had permission to go. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when stuff like that happens, you, you know that there, there, there's something that's not quite right about it. Shortly after that, in 1962, we had um, Project uh, Fishbowl, where they were sending bombs up into the sky and blowing them up, um, and they appeared to be hitting something. They, they were trying to blow a hole in the dome, in the firmament. And then shortly after that, they came up with the, with the moon missions in 1969, or is it? And, uh, and they, uh, that was to make you believe that you can live on a ball and that space is real, because they literally want you to feel uh, insignificant. They want you to believe that you evolved from pond scum and that you are on a speck flying through an infinite universe uh, where an asteroid could take you out at any time. They keep you in fear with all the nonsense on the news from the, you know, the, the, the COVID. Don't say the word. Don't say I the word. I said COVID. <laughs> and uh, to, uh, to, um, you know, nuclear bombs, you know, Kim Jong-un's going to blow us up. Um, another rabbit hole to go down. Nuclear bombs don't exist. Okay. 
There's never no such thing as a nuclear bomb, well, right? And people. What, go, what oh, happened oh, in Hiroshima, Hiroshima and Nagasaki? So think about this. What what are you told about a nuclear bomb? It's crazy. The radiation. Three days after those bombs went off, people were selling flowers on the street. Streets. Sandwich shops were open. The trains were running. People were back to work. Okay. It was all uh, propaganda, and there was only one guy who was allowed to take pictures and write articles worldwide. Anyone else that tried to write an article or take a picture was jailed. Okay. This was all a a fear thing because if you're in fear. You don't, you lose your potential. You lose your manifestation abilities if you live in a low vibration of fear, okay? This, you know, I, I, my, my view of this world is we are here with a spark of God in us that we call a soul. And we're expanding our mind, expanding the mind of the creator. And the, our whole job here is not to lose control of our soul or break anyone else's free will. That's it. Those are the only rules, okay? Uh-huh. Don't break anyone else's yeah. free will. Be a good person and, uh, and, you know, don't lose control of your soul. They're trying to drill down through all the layers of protection that we have that, you know, love, desire, caring, um, you know, just everything that makes us human. They try to drill it all the way with fear and, you know, poverty and just to expose your soul so they can steal it away. And one way they try to steal it is by hiding your true nature that, you know, we are at the center of creation and they don't want us to know. They don't want us to know that. They don't want us to know that we're powerful spiritual beings um, Mm -hmm. where nobody has dominion over us. Think about this. Everyone in the world that is obeying all of these rules, all of the, all of the stuff that's going on is just in your head. It's just the belief system. If nobody believed in the governments, then the governments would have zero power. We we wouldn't even notice them. Yeah. And I wholeheartedly agree that, you know, we are at least a part of the great creation here to expand consciousness, expand God, if you will, through our experience and our, our, our co-creativity. Um, and I'm very curious about the matrix, so to speak. And, and it seems to me that this, this concept of, you know, this container has earth in it could be a part of this little experiment right that that it, and it's not just like you know one one piece of of you know infinity in a way that we're not significant it, we I, I feel like we are a very significant part of co-creativity sure so okay so we- the, the 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 moon landing let's talk about that for a moment because i remember watching that live me too right and it was this this big moment i mean it was it was huge right. and it's been a part of our culture ever since you're saying it didn't happen yeah why well because i mean if you if you just if you look at the details of what they showed us um it's it's unbelievable you know they, they show us this ridiculous picture of the moon of the earth rise just like you would see a moon rise this uh-huh. is uh, what i'm showing you right now <clears throat> is this is what they showed us for the earth rise from the moon uh-huh. right this is right. this is i could do this with you know a piece of paper and a piece of cardboard you know a little print out of the moon and a stick in a dark room okay this is not real this is <laughs> ridiculous okay so that that's the actual video footage yeah Really? No From way. NASA. Really? From NASA. Okay. Oh my and then, goodness. so we, then we start, we start looking into NASA on, on the moon landing stuff. Like if they're, when they, what they did on the moon is 
this was all being filmed in a studio and these 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 guys on the moon were have wires on their back and i believe in this scene they actually have a big balloon held to them which is just making them very light and he dropped uh -huh. his hammer and he can't pick it up because he can't get the balloon to give him enough slack so he's trying to uh -huh. bounce it down and he can't get it up okay so it, you know when you start looking at these things it's it's so ridiculous. You, you wonder like how you ever fell for it. And think about this. They were transmitting the images back to the earth. They went to like Australia, then they were transmitted somewhere else. Then they were sent yeah. to NASA and then they were put up on a big screen, black and white, low resolution screen. And then all of the, the press had the film, had the video, the screen, not even a direct uh, feed. Okay. Right. That makes it so you can't see, um, what's going on you know you can't really see what's going on jumping forward a little bit we recently landed a rover on mars with a helicopter uh -huh. on it <clears throat> so a helicopter on earth can't fly to the top of everest because the air is too thin mm -hmm. they tell us that the that the um atmosphere on mars is one percent of the earth's atmosphere so that would be like flying a helicopter at one hundred fifty thousand feet right so the images i'm showing you right now that anybody can look up online this is the only proof that we have a rover on Mars with a helicopter on it. This is what they showed us in the live footage of it when it was actually happening. This is what they show us. You know, Kenny Cartman and uh, Kyle from South Park are laughing at this. They're like, this is the dumbest thing they've ever seen. Right. right? So when this is what they showed us and, and people just believe it, it's impossible. This is mm -hmm. all impossible. And then they had this little helicopter that flew in. They're like, well, the propellers are going four times faster than any propeller here on Earth. I'm like, mm -hmm. what? Why don't they build helicopters here that can go that fast to go rescue people on the top of mountains that they can't get to? You mm -hmm. know, the, the, what they show us for this animation is, is it's, it's embarrassing, but people just believe because they don't even look. They're like, oh, yeah, we have a, a thing on Mars. You know, yes, Elon sent his Tesla Roadster to space. Um, they just believe it, but they didn't look. They didn't look at what they actually showed us. You remember when Elon sent his roadster to space? Yeah. Yeah. And did you see it? I, I remember not. the video footage I saw was uh, people in NASA cheering. That's what sticks that, in my see, mind. That's what they show you. So, so, so what were this animation that we're watching here? My question is if the data came back and said that it crashed, did they have an animation of it crashing? Because this is what they show. And then in a second, they're all going to be high-fiving and hugging each other. And that's uh -huh. how you can tell it's real. It's all about high fives and hugging these people, you know, these people, most of them probably know, maybe some of them are fresh out of space camp, but this is all just a stage show to make you feel proud and make you feel amazed. Here is Elon Musk's Tesla Roadster that he sent into space. This is ridiculous. And if you think about it, how come every Tesla showroom worldwide doesn't have an image of this thing, uh, like this image coming up right here with the earth in the background? There's uh -huh. not a single photo on any in any magazine, in any uh, posters, postcards, advertisements. Look at that. Look at that shot. That's amazing. Why didn't they use that? Because this is ridiculous. Elon Musk in the press conference, quote, said, quotation, you can tell it's real because it looks so fake. We'd have better CGI. I, I remember seeing that quote in writing and it, it and it's like, you know, red flag, red flag. Yeah. And then, and then just a couple days ago, um, China landed another rover on Mars. Look at this. Look at this. Watch the shadow. Is that the dumbest thing you've ever seen? 
I mean, the shadow first, the shadow from a distant sun. Create that animation. Yes. Oh no, I would, I would be embarrassed if you created that animation. But you can tell it's real because not only are they clapping, they're going to be hugging. Okay, and you can't. There we go. It's real. Oh yeah, okay? and 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 during this uh, health crisis, shall we say? You know, they have have to be really excited in order to get that close to each other. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, amazing, amazing, and then. You know, if you look at NASA, um, they have a thing called the Argos system where they practice for their spacewalks hanging from wires. And if you compare it, this is what they that they practice on. But if you compare it to an actual spacewalk, kind of looks uh -huh. exactly the same to me. OK, right. these guys right. are hanging from wires. It, it, it's it's unreal what they do. OK, so what about the astronauts who supposedly went to the moon? Mm -hmm. Um did they ever, did any of them ever admit anything about this? Well, um, not not long ago, Buzz Aldrin, Buzz Aldrin, Buzz, Buzz Aldrin was uh, being interviewed by a little girl and she said, how come we never went back to the moon? And he stumbled and he goes, well, um, because we never went um, and that's the way it is. And then he kind of like tried to talk to talk his way out of it. And then uh -huh. uh, not too long ago, a year or so ago, a, a Polish astronaut was on a news show and someone said, you know, people are talking, saying the earth is flat. Do you think the earth is flat? And he goes, I was, he goes, I was a little surprised by that question. He goes, but yes, it's flat. I assure you it's flat. Nobody's ever been to space. This is from a Russian astronaut. Haven't seen or heard from him since, wow. you know, these people disappear. Buzz Aldrin, uh, who was a recluse after he went, you know, his first guy on the, no, Neil Armstrong, Neil Armstrong, Neil Armstrong, sorry, Armstrong. Not Buzz, yeah. Neil Armstrong uh, hated doing interviews. But uh, he was at some convention and he was literally hiding in his hotel room and somebody had gone there who want, really wanted to interview him. Um, uh, it, it's, I forget the guy's name, but he's big in the truth community, but he's also a little brainwashed. But he had a mutual friend with Buzz and he's like, can you get Buzz to give me an interview? And he kept trying, he kept trying, he kept trying and Buzz finally sent a message out to him. And he goes, if I grant you this interview, they'll kill my whole family. Oh, so th was that yeah. Neil Armstrong who? Re that was Neil Armstrong. Buzz. That Neil I'm Armstrong. sorry, I keep saying Buzz. Yeah, yeah. and and he <clears> became <throat> the the founder of the Institute for Noetic Sciences, which was a, a basically an organization to expand our consciousness. Right. They're, they're, you know, I'm showing images of the space station here where they get tangled in their wires and they're like, quickly pull a ball out of your pocket and and dazzle everybody while we fix this mess. Right. It, it's it, it's unbelievable what they do. Um, but if you were the first man on the moon and you came back successfully on all untested, you know, the moon mm -hmm. land, the lander that has to launch, um, right. would you be pretty psyched or would you look like this? If you watch the press conference of the men returning from the moon, these guys are being forced to lie. Now, I believe that these guys went through all their training. They believed that they were going to space. And at the last minute, they were told that they're not going to space and that they're going to lie about it. And uh, they didn't like that, but they, you know, there, you can control people to never speak. You know, if you, there's yeah. horrible, horrible things that people could do that no matter what, even on your deathbed, you wouldn't even say anything. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 you know, I, I know that sounds very conspiracy theory, um, but it's really interesting in, in the alternative healthcare community, the number of doctors people who've come up with approaches to help people heal from cancer and, and those sorts of things. People are very vocal against big pharma, how they've mysteriously died young in, in mysterious circumstances. Sure. So it's the kind so of many, thing where, yeah, yeah. So it's the kind of thing where, 
at one point I might have said, oh, you know, that's ridiculous. And now I'm I'm thinking, yeah, that makes sense. If if somebody knows something that isn't part of the mainstream narrative, then it can be dangerous for them to speak out. Yeah. And uh, if you look at it, we'll ask yourself this. Why do the astronauts that landed on the moon have a square, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Frame? It's it's square. Well, the, oh, you, know, the, you know, the oh, Hollywood yeah. Walk of Fame where you have this, sure. you know, all the actors. Well, right. I call them I call them astronauts. But here's one. Here's one. Oh, here's another thing is um, what are the coincidence? What are the odds that the um, the NASA advisor, uh, NASA astronaut, a sci fi author, um, a science fiction movie um, maker and the senior administrator of the Apollo project would all be together in Hollywood just before not yeah, in Hollywood just before. Um, the film just before the filming of the moon landing. Oh my goodness! Yeah, 1965. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. interesting. So and okay, so you know we we see the sunrise and sunset every day. Well, I live in the Seattle area, so sometimes I don't see it. I see some light emanating through the clouds. Yeah, we see the sunrise and sunset every day. Um, you know, sometimes I see Mars or Venus closer, like you can see with the naked eye. Um, it And it's sort of indicative of being, you know, uh, 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 on this globe. Let's see, I've got something going on here. You're back, you're back. You were gone okay. for a second. Okay, okay, so sorry. Um, so how do you explain all this i mean this is if this is this 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 flat you know or maybe slightly right. convex you know to hold the water in um what about all this other stuff we see in the sky so the when you if you look up and you see mars in the sky on a clear night it's the brightest star in the sky and okay. it, it's brighter than any star it's bigger than any star and you're supposed to believe that that is reflected light off of a dusty dirty ball I mean, they, they show us the images of Mars, um, you know, where it's just a, uh, a, a you know, a sandy, um, sandy, dusty, dirty ball, I call it. And you have to believe that that light is bouncing off of Mars and coming back and now is brighter. Um, if you look at the, it's called the inverse square law of light, light traveling over distance uh, reduces exponentially every time you double the distance. Okay. So, if you uh, if you look at Mars, like this is uh, that's not the picture I wanted. This one, this is a photo from Mars from the rover, and you could see because mm -hmm. the rover kind of got a little selfie of itself. This from NASA's website, and this is a picture of Devon Island. It's the exact same hill with all the same rocks and everything on it. Okay, yeah, that that that's really suspicious. <laughs> yeah. So, but if this was Mars, uh -huh. um, you have to believe that this amount of light comes all the way back to Earth. At, at at the distance that it is, it, and it would be brighter, you know, brighter, it, it would have to be brighter than we see that star that now we see Mars here, because it's gonna, it's going to um, get quartered every time you double the distance. Sure. And, and the same with the moon, right? On a clear night, if you're out in the middle of nowhere on a full moon, it's bright, you can read by it, it's casting a shadow of you on the sure. ground. Okay. Right. But this dusty, dirty ball, is going to send light 238,000 miles away that you can read by? Does that look like enough light you can read by? I doubt he could even read there. And here's the thing. Let's say this, uh, we're looking at the moon and it's one lumen. It's probably more like 20 lumens, but I'm going to give the globe every opportunity here. So okay. let's say it's one lumen. If you half the distance to the moon, it turns into four lumens. 
you half that distance, it's 16 lumens because it quadruples every time you cut the distance in half. Okay. When you get to about 100 miles, it's something, it's like tens of millions lumens. I could be wrong. It might be billions of lumens, but let's just go tens of millions lumen of lumens. Tens of millions of lumens would vaporize you. <laughs> I mean, you, you couldn't even take a picture. It would be so bright that you couldn't see it, right? And, and then again, the distances that they tell us things are, are you familiar with the Georgia Guidestones? Uh, yes. Yeah, so the Georgia Guidestones are these, these, these you know, they've been up for 40 years and besides having the New World Order marching orders on them and everything yes. that's going on in the world, there's a hole in one of them, a long, thin hole. And when you look through that hole, lo and behold, you see Polaris. You do a time-lapse, all the stars spin around and Polaris is in there. But how the heck could Polaris be in that hole for over 40 years when we're corkscrewing through space? Hmm. In four different directions at once. You couldn't keep Polaris in that hole for a split second, let alone 40 years. And I'm sure, you know, they didn't build it to just last 40 years. They spent millions of dollars on that thing. So the that's one one thing. And then if you think about the distance, I'm going to throw some numbers. You can handle this. We're going to, we're going to go through it real slow, okay. right? They tell us that the sun is gigantic next to the earth. You know, it's mm -hmm. this gigantic ball. It's a, a big yoga exercise ball and the earth is a small marble next to it. Okay. Uh -huh. If I move the sun just a mile over your head and you looked up, all you would see is the sun. It would fill the entire sky. Right. Right. Then we right. move the sun 93 million miles away. It gets smaller and smaller and smaller until it's the size of maybe a quarter or a nickel held at arm's length. Right. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. now a little dot. So if I moved it farther away, it's going to get smaller. What if I doubled the distance? Do you think you could see it? Probably not, but yeah. maybe you can scientifically. They say if we, uh, Made it, um, I don't know, three times the distance, three times the distance, uh, you couldn't see it, right? So let's make it 24 times the distance. Okay. And there's no question that you couldn't see it. 24 times the distance is, is what's called three light hours, okay? okay. Three yep. light hours away, there's no way you can see the sun. So now let's talk about Polaris. Polaris is about 46 times bigger than the sun, they tell us. So let's okay. call it 48 times, which is two days, two days times three hours, six light days away. There's no way you could see Polaris. Its size would be too small to see at six light days. All right. Huh. So guess how far they tell us Polaris is 433 light years away. You couldn't see it at six light days away. And how are we going to see it? How is it going to line up with the Georgia Guidestones? How is any of this going to work? How come it never moves? And we're moving trillions of miles all the time in all different directions. And Polaris stays exactly there in that hole. That proves so, beyond a shadow of a doubt that everything's spinning around above us, around a center point that we call Polaris. So, David, I think about um, the people who get PhDs in astronomy. I think about the, the various scientists who've worked at NASA you know, determining, you know, the, the, the thrust needed to get to a certain level and, you know, so on and so forth. Is this just, are, is it your theory that it's just within the context of uh, like this game that's been set forth? Like this is, this is the way reality works and you're going to be doing your exercises of learning and expanding within the context of this fake model? 
Yeah, there's a lot of people at NASA. Um, there's not as many people that are working at NASA. They want you to think like a half a million people work there, whatever the number is. It's a fraction of that. So the other people, um, I, most of them, majority of them, who knows, are, are compartmentalized where they don't know what's going on in the other room. So they're all doing things, you know, like people in the control room. One of them was interviewed. Um, they say that when they do these moon landings or satellite things, whatever they're doing, that they simulate it like hundreds of times beforehand just to make sure they got it right and they say the simulations are so good that when the real event happens they can't even tell the difference between a simulation and the real project mm -hmm. hmm. maybe they can't tell the difference because it's the same thing they're just being fed data they're being right. told what it is they're believing because we all want to believe so you know how nasa was formed in uh, 1959 they brought over uh the German Nazi rocket scientist Werner von Braun in, in Werner von Braun in Project Paperclip. That's the story. Oh. I don't believe any of it. I believe he's just an actor from Hollywood. But that's oh. the story they tell us. He he ran NASA. Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Do you know that in 1957 he wrote a book called Project Mars? Okay, it's still available on okay. Amazon, but they just changed the cover. Okay, and. Project Mars is a story about a bunch of people that went to Mars to start a new colony. And guess who the leader of that colony was named? Guess what his name was? I don't know. What? Who? Elon. <laughs> he wrote that in 1957. Here is Elon's rocket. Do you see any similarity? Pretty close, right? But that's yeah. a little blumper. Bl blumper? Plumper? Um, Elon, in a tweet about a month ago, said, I want to redesign my Mars rocket and make it pointier. This is mockery. They're just mocking us. They're yeah. mocking how, how I don't want to say how stupid people are, but how ignorant, not a bad word. They're just ignorant. I was ignorant uh -huh. to all of this until I learned about it. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's interesting because in some of my own deep dives, uh, which, you know, some of it's been very willing on my part. Another, in another sense, I've had no choice because I'm just so compelled. You know, it's like, whoa, I want to learn more truth. One of the things I found is that um, apparently, in satanic initiations, there are certain things that are done that are just like what's happened within the health crisis. It's about wearing something on the face and standing a certain distance apart. The exact same thing that, that we have been put through. And it's like, okay, so is this just a weird coincidence or are they just playing with us? You know, so we're going through what they call the Great Reset. You know mm -hmm. that in 1720, there was the plague. A lot of people oh. died. 1820, right. cholera. 1920, Spanish flu. And the that's the one we have the most information about. Everybody was wearing face diapers and everybody was uh -huh. getting this. Okay. Uh -huh. And yep. everybody yep. died. Right. Yep. So. Yep. What is going on? And now, and now 2020, the same thing is going on. Mm -hmm. I think that um, my opinion is that they literally have to reset society um, every hundred years. Otherwise, the information, you know, they will lose control. If everybody woke up tomorrow and knew that the earth was flat, um, what difference does it make? The difference that it makes is you take back your true power. You're like, okay, I'm not a random spec. I have power. You take back your power. It's like Neo in The Matrix. You know the mm -hmm. movie The Matrix? Yeah. Call it a documentary. At the beginning, Neo is depressed. He's in his bedroom. He's just like, what's wrong with this world? Something's wrong. He's trying to figure it out. 
And uh, that's the Neo that's plugged into the matrix. But when Neo, uh, Neo unplugs from the matrix, he finds out who he is, where he is, what he is, and the mm -hmm. power of his mind. So look at the Neo at the end of the movie and compare him side by side to the Neo at the beginning of the movie. And that's what Flat Earth does to you. It literally unplugs you and it lets you take your power back. I am no longer afraid of anything. All of this. They, afraid of death is nonsense. Afraid of you know, nuclear bombs, nonsense. Again, and again, I just touched on the nuclear bomb thing. If you want to learn about nuclear bombs, subscribe to Crow with two R's, Triple Seven Radio. Um, he does uh, uh, some pieces on on the nuke hoax that'll blow that'll blow your mind and everything else. Again, great information out there. Okay, so I really do want to understand that if I mean, what is the difference in terms of our power? And I and I agree. I think right now, the reason that the 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 reset is so extreme. Is it, you know, we're not going to dive down that hole right now because, you know, it's probably going to get kicked off of YouTube eventually. But it is so extreme, far, far more extreme than like 1918 to 19 uh, to 1920. Um, I believe that we are stepping into our power, that consciousness has sort of um, on, on a collective level is overtaking the, the, the power of the illusion and that ultimately, you know, we're going to tip the scales towards truth. But there are a whole lot of people who are buying into what's going on right now. And so, but I want to understand your perspective. What's the difference between being on a floating ball spinning with all these other balls and, um, and being on a flat earth? What, what difference does that make in terms of our power? Yeah, so it's not the shape that matters, it's the lie that matters. And the, the spinning ball means that you're insignificant, that you're floating through an infinite godless or distant god universe um, where anything could happen and you're out of control, spinning out of control in four different directions at once. Um, that makes you powerless, that makes you unconnected from the earth. But the truth is, you know, when you learn about flat earth, you feel like you're having the rug ripped out from underneath you. But the truth is you never had any foundation to stand on. So the, when you find out that you're at the center of creation, that the earth does not move, it's the foundation of the world that it was created and that you are part of this creation and that you are connected to it energetically um, and that your mind, that your thoughts create everything. Christine, everything you have in your life is because of the way you think. Everyone. Mm. For oh, every absolutely. Person everything. Yeah. So if you are spinning out of control, lost in space in fear, well, you don't have the manifestation powers that you should. That's all mm -hmm. being hid from us, hidden mm -hmm. from us. Yeah. So, you know, on a flat stationary earth where you're at the center of creation, um, you take your power back, you lose your fear. Uh, you realize that you can go out and do, you know, you can be the person that you want to be. Right. Mm -hmm. Doesn't, you know, people like, what do you mean? I want a million dollars. How come I don't have a million dollars? I've been thinking about it. Well, you're really thinking about that. You don't have a million dollars. It doesn't, you know, when, when you say that it's because you don't have it and that's what you're focusing on. That's the energy you're putting out. When you're in that flow state, when everything's going right, your thoughts are just right. You think about something that you want in your life. That's truly good for you. It shows yeah. up right away. It does. Time. It does. You are your worst enemy at the things. The reason you don't have the things that you think you want are either because you don't really want them or you're just stopping them because you're pushing them away. You're the one. Everything is literally trying to manifest for you. It's trying to surround you um, and you're the one that keeps it away. Right. And, and I think that you said something really important there and that maybe you don't really want it because I think that like if somebody wants a million dollars, 
Why is that? Just they don't want a million dollars. They or want is to be it, happy. They want security. They want right. happiness. They want freedom. They want you have to be happy for financial it. ease. And and that is a very different thing than the million dollars. You know, I, I grew up in the East Coast in Fairfield County. You know, I I live in this bubble and uh, I, I went to college and I went into corporate America and then I started my own company. And, you know, when I was in corporate America, I was working for um, I worked in the printing industry and then I worked in the solar industry working for this big company. And I was like, you know, one day I'd really like to, I made my manifestation board. I said, I want, uh-huh. I want to, I want to be the CEO of my own company. Kind of uh-huh. laughed at that inside because I'm like, I don't even know how to be a friggin' CEO. How am I going to have my own company? No way. And I wanted financial freedom. I wanted all of this stuff. And within a few years, the company I was with got sold out. I came up with a better idea on how to make a company better. I took a couple, two other guys from my company. I said, hey, I took a year off. I said, let's start this other company. We'll do the same thing, but we're going to do it in a better design. We did it. Highly successful, super successful company. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm five years, six years into it, um, making more money than I'd ever thought I could make, having more free time than most people that, you know, (laughs) I was was like, I was my own boss. I could do whatever I want. Um, And then something came to me and said, walk away from it all right just at the beginning of this uh thing that's going around this uh you know this yeah yeah cartoon 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 <laughs> cartoon okay just when that happened um i said something said go do this full time right mm-hmm. and i was like i'm like how how am i going to be able to support myself and mm-hmm. i had created an app called the flat earth sun moon and zodiac clock app um which helps people learn uh, get through the censorship and chose people how to learn about the flat earth. And uh, it was doing really well. And I went home and I was paying my bills that night. And uh, I was like, I'm going to be a little short on money. You know, I actually I wasn't even short of money, but I was looking at money that that I had in the bank. And then uh, a payment came in from the app that was the exact number that I needed, like to within a dollar uh-huh. um, without having to transfer any money around. And uh, and it, it covered me. And I was like, wait, you know, if I do this full time, um, I'll help more people wake up. This will be a great thing. Huge mm-hmm. cut in pay. People are like he's doing it for the money. You know, I'm selling you a three dollar app when I was selling multi million dollar commercial solar systems. Don't yeah. tell me this is about the money, okay? Yeah. And uh, and all of a sudden, I don't have to go to work anymore. I have more freedom. I'm doing uh-huh. things that I love. My passion. I mean, everything that I. I mean, I had the American dream. I had my own company. Right. Mm-hmm. I walked away from it all, which is insane. Okay. Insanity. And now it's even better. It's even better. Well, and, and I went from being a a research statistician to healer and then, you know, working in the consciousness industry. And in fact, when I was um, negotiating about getting a show on KKNW, as well as transformation talk radio, uh, it was going to be twice a month, two Mondays a, a month. And I'm driving into a recording studio to, to sub for somebody as a host And I'm thinking, you know what? Every week would be better. And Fridays would be better than Mondays. Within three hours, I got a phone call. Can't believe it. Somebody who's had a show for eight years is canceling. Would you be interested in every week on Fridays in the number one time slot? It's like we're in that flow state and it just counts. Exactly. Exactly. Livers. They don't want you to know. It's. There's a there was I don't know if you watched Star Trek as a kid the original with uh, yeah. her you know with, uh, <laughs> yes, with Leonard yes. Nimoy there was one episode where they landed on this planet and the landing party's down there and everything they thought of just appeared like you know Sulu thought about Don Quixote and a guy comes by on a right. horse you know and yes. all of this stuff and it's just like 
that's kind of what the world really is. People don't yeah. realize that. Uh-huh. And they don't want And we and there are hints everywhere. There are hints everywhere. Yeah. So, um before we go any further cuz we're going to run out of time here in a couple minutes. I want people to know how they can connect with you, how they can listen to your podcasts and find out more information. So, the my podcast my Facebook page, my Instagram is all by the same name and my website, the flat earth podcast and the flat earth podcast.com. My, my YouTube channel is just the initials for deep inside the rabbit hole. So it's D I T R H deep inside the rabbit hole, D I T R H. And I have short videos right there. You know, I just get, I give you little samples for the people that are like, I don't want to watch flat earth. You know, I'm not going to watch an hour documentary. Um, uh -huh. My videos are under, most of them are, are under five minutes. Um, okay, so, the, so tell us that again. It's deep inside the rabbit hole. Deep inside the rabbit hole. Just the initials, though. D-I-T-R-H. But everything's linked on the flatearthpodcast.com. The flatearthpodcast.com. And my app, if you're watching this, you can just point your phone at this QR code or just search the Google Play or Apple um, App Store for the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. Look for this logo. It's by Blue Water Bay. There's already a um, knockoff. Um, using some of the same graphics from like the flatter society type trolls in the Google play store. And sometimes they like to serve that one up first because they don't want this information getting out. The rulers yeah. of this world don't want this information getting out because when it does, they're finished. And that's why right now they're trying to flip the tables over. So nobody cares about it. They're just worried about mm -hmm. survival. And, um, you know, this world is not looking good if people don't wake up. So I know. this is why I'm doing this. If people wake up, all of this goes away overnight. If everybody woke up, if everyone took my app and sent it to all of their friends, bought it for them and say, just watch these and these videos because they wake you up. I offer, um, I'm offering two Bitcoins for anybody that can watch the daily video every day for two weeks. I put a new video up every day and not uh -huh. become a flat earther. And nobody does. No, nobody, nobody can do it because they all become flat earthers. I get these emails I'm like, you've ruined my life. My wife thinks I'm crazy. I'm like, just sit down with her every day and watch the video. What I tell people is, you know, you go hang out with your friends. What do you talk about? Sports? Well, sports are over. Weather, you know, and local gossip. If everybody just, you know, I tell people, all of you just watch the daily video every day. And then when you hang out in the evening, talk about the video. There's so much to talk about. I have never been bored for a second since I discovered Flat Earth. Life is yeah. so interesting. New stuff to learn every day. Mind blown every day. And so, uh, yeah, go ahead. in a minute or less, David. Yeah. How do we stay centered in the process of waking up? Yeah, it, it's so. So again, I, you know, I used to wake people up to all of the big deceptions: the New York, the Boston, the Connecticut, all of these things, and then people just go right back to sleep. But when you wake up to flat Earth, it affects you every day, everywhere. It affects every single person. Like people in China don't care about what happened in New York or Connecticut, but everybody cares about the place that they live, the deception. And then once you get through the anger and the and the frustration, you know, and you realize, okay, I've been lied to, but now I I know the truth. Um, you become more grounded. Just go meditate and imagine yourself spinning and twirling and rolling and corkscrewing in four different directions in an infinite vacuum. Then shake mm -hmm. that off and imagine yourself at the basement of the universe, centered, not moving on earth that never moves. Mm -hmm. And you're yeah. the center of creation. Boom, your spirit rises. That's how you become centered. Thank you so much, David, for joining us here today. Fascinating. I've got to do a deep dive myself. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah. And thank you all for joining us here today. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much for tuning in today. 
If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.